This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, coming to the end of another week. And we're just happy to be with you folks at this time. Happy to have been here all the week, day in and day out. And I'm asking you to help us with the broadcast a little bit if you can. We never get on here and beg for money. We don't do all those things. No, we just ask you if you want to help get the gospel out. And then I oftentimes mention if you're uh, coming down to the end of life like most of us are, and you want to leave your, your money here for the gospel's sake, go ahead and make out a will to the Old Trailblazer broadcast or radio mission. And uh, when you've gone on, that your money will still be preaching. You can you can rejoice up in heaven and say, my money is preaching down there on the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And you say, well, that's facetious. No, I'm not being facetious at all. But we're bringing you this study. We looked in our last message about Cain and Abel's offering, how the, uh, Cain's offering was rejected. And we're looking at how today we have a bloodless religion. Listen, listen, my friend. Present-day religion, bloodless. Bloodless, Christless, hopeless in every respect. That's a modern-day religion. Let me tell you something. You'll come God's way or you'll go to hell. God has only one way to be saved, and it's not by church membership. Salvation is not by baptism. Salvation is not by dedicating your life or making a, uh, a rededicating your life. It's not by any type of religion. You know what religion is, my friend? The root word is man's opinion. It's not by visions and dreams. It's not by speaking in tongues. It's not by divine healing. It's not by any type of religious experience. It's by blood redemption in Christ and in Christ alone. And I have people write me occasionally, and they say, I hate that bloody religion. I don't want your Christ. I don't. I want to be saved, and I want to go to heaven when I die. But I don't want to be saved like the old trailblazer says he's saved by coming a poor, lost sinner, wretched, pleading the blood, pleading Christ as my substitute. Now, my friend, that's the way of Cain. That's the way of present-day religion. The natural man hates blood redemption. The natural man is angry with God and not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be, according to Romans eight seven. Let me tell you something, my friend. You Would you perk up your ears and listen? I used to tell an old friend of mine, I knew how he, how he did. He'd doze off as soon as the radio come on. I'd say, wake up. Wake up, you old fool. You're going to hell. And folks get mad with me about it, but that's okay. That's okay. Now, my friend, the Lord, uh, people got angry with the Lord when he called them a bunch of snakes, a bunch of, bunch of Baptist preachers out there, and the Lord said, uh, you generation of vipers, or John the Baptist did, and they got mad with him. Oh, but listen, listen, and let me tell you something, friend. Your will, your will. Mama, let me tell you something. Your will got to be broken. Papa, let me tell you something. Children, your will got to be broken, or you'll never come to know the Lord, and you'll just go to hell for your trouble. Now, I get criticized for saying that. Did you know there's more, a lot more in the book of Bible, in the Bible, mentioned about hell than there is heaven? Did you know that, my friend? I tell my folks here all the time that the thrust of my ministry is to warn you to flee from the wrath of God. I do. And this man wrote me and said, why don't you just uh, uh, quit taking those people's money, uh, old trailblazer, and go to preaching John 3.16. Now, he was, he was honest in his opinion, I reckon. But I wrote him back and I said, mister, uh, you don't know me and I don't know you. And I, I don't take any money from this church. 
I've, I've been the pastor here about 17, 18 years, and I don't take one nickel. I don't. I don't. I never have. I don't. I, the Lord blessed me with uh, retirement income many years ago, and I don't need to take money here. I don't want to take no money from this church. And I've given lots of money for the church as the Lord blessed me. But I do preach John 3.16 and 3.17, I preach the first three chapters of Romans. I preach the book of, Hebrew, of uh, Timothy, First and Second Timothy, where it says, Be instant in season, preach the gospel, uh, and, and be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. So you out there criticizing me, the Bible tells me to, to rebuke you. And what does that mean? Call your name. That's right. You want me to call your name over this radio? You keep doing what you're doing. I'll just call your name. I'll call your number first. But my friend, I'm not I'm not your I'm not your doormat for you to wipe your feet on. No, sir. And I tell you what, the Bible says, uh, don't touch God's anointed. You say, Well, that's you. Yes, sir, it is. Listen, this man says, uh, we're speaking about, he said, I, I if I got to come that way, I won't come. Now, let me tell you something, my friend. Your will must be broken. Now, let me tell you another way why sinners are not being saved. I mean, you want to listen? Why sinners are not being saved? We looked at your will has to, not been broken, and that is by believingism. It's taught from the average pulpit today that I know of, and I hear on the radio, give your heart to Jesus and join this church. That's the surest route to hell, my friend. That's the surest route to hell. I mentioned in a recent study about uh, a, a certain denomination that take the Sunday school children on a certain day of the year, once a year, and they, the Sunday school teachers get the children ready for a decision day, and on a certain Sunday, the children all come into the auditorium, and the teacher says, all these children want to trust Jesus. And the preacher asked them, y'all want to trust Jesus? Yes, sir. They all raise their little old hand. Y'all want to trust Jesus. And they said, well, be back tonight. We're going to baptize them. And they're saved. Now, my friend, that's the easiest route to hell. The easiest route. Cain, that's the way he came. He believed God. He knew there was a God. He believed in Jehovah Jesus, but he would not come as a lost sinner. He would not come as a guilty sinner. He would not come as a helpless sinner. He would not come kissing the dust of repentance. And listen, nor did he bring a sacrificial lamb shedding the blood. No. Now let's take another look at Adam, at Cain and Abel. I'm sorry. Let's look at Cain and Abel. Abel stood there forgiven. I'll tell you one thing, my friend. Greatest thing in this life is to be forgiven. The old trailblazer sees himself as the worst sinner who ever lived, the most sinful who ever lived, even today. I tell you, when the Lord saves you, you will see the depths of your total depravity far greater than you did when you were an awakened sinner, far greater than you did before the Lord saved you. And here was old Adam, Abel, stood there, forgiven. The old trailblazer sitting here behind this microphone, forgiven. I tell folks, and they get mad, that there's not one sin, not one little, little bitty, teensy, meansy sin recorded against the old trailblazer in heaven. Why? Why? How can you say that, trailblazer? Because they're under the blood. They're under the blood. Listen, God counted. Abel stood there 
forgiven because the Lord God of heaven had counted his faith for righteousness, he now was a justified sinner. He left the place of worship, went on back home rejoicing in the forgiveness of sin with a pardon from the penalty of sin, praising the Lord for his marvelous grace in extending mercy to such a sinner as he was. Now, I tell our folks here, and I tell you, you have prayer meeting at your church on Sunday evening before service, and if leader gives you a chance to say something, and you sit there with the locked jaw, and you can't say, Mr. Leader, I'm a poor sinner saved by grace. You can't say that, my friend. If you can't, you're not saved. If you can't praise the Lord, you're not saved. I tell you that now. You may have a sore throat and a headache and all that, but my friend, you can raise your hand and whisper, Mr. Leader, I'm a lost sinner. Or, Mr. Leader, the Lord saved this old sinner. Or, I praise the Lord, Mr. Leader, pastor, choir leader, song leader, whoever's leading the prayer meeting. I praise the Lord for saving an old sinner like me by the blood. You can say that. Don't, don't, don't make your leader stand there and wait and wait and wait for you to say something. Perk up. Perk up your ears and listen and say, thank you, Lord, for saving this old sinner. And there was old uh, Abel. Abel went on praising the Lord. Now, let's look at Cain for just a moment we have left. The scripture says, and Cain was very wroth. You and I would say mad. Mad, madder than a hornet. Madder than a, than a bobtail mew. Oh, my friend, he was wroth. His countenance had fallen or had failed. He was swelled up like a toad frog. He was mad. Who was he mad at? At the Lord God of heaven. Oh, my friend, he, this means he was angry with the Lord. And he threw the responsibility back up on the Lord. In other words, said, you're to blame for my condition. Why didn't you accept my offer? You didn't have, you didn't, listen, why didn't you save me? Cain did not realize these two great truths. First, he was under the curse. He was a sinner. Second, all the fruits of the ground were under the curse. And God will not accept the works of man's hands for his justification. For by the deeds of the law, no man can be justified, according to Romans 3.20. Now, I often tell you, it don't matter how much soup you dip. It doesn't matter how many quilts you make. It doesn't matter how many times that you have, have uh, stood in the, in the soup line helping folks uh, that are hungry. It doesn't matter how much money you've given to your church or to the whatever church you wanted to. It doesn't matter. Those things have no significance whatsoever. Salvation is wrought out by the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ and his blood and his blood only. And there's where sinners, sin abounds. Grace does much more abound. Where Christ died, there's, there's redemption, my friend. There's forgiveness of sin. Christ on the cross cried out, it is finished. But before he did that, what did he say? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And you will not come to Christ that you might have life. You'd rather swell up like Cain did, like a big old frog, and say, well, I'll just not, I'll not have that bloody religion. But my friend, you will, or you will go to hell for your trouble. Now, I'm trying to be kind to you, and I'm trying to be easy as I can be, but I know what God's Word said. The Bible says, the soul that sinneth 
it shall die. It says it is a point under man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. My friend, you stand, if you're living today, you're waiting for the judgment of God. Are you making preparation? Are you, tra- are you coming to the Lord crying, begging for mercy? Will I won't beg? Well, you will. You will. Have you ever seen yourself lost? You say no. Well, then ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to reveal to you your true condition. Show me myself. And when he does, then, Lord, show me, my, show me Christ. That's the two prayers you need to pray. Lord, show me myself. Lord, show me what a wicked sinner I am. That old trailblazer says the Bible says I'm a wicked sinner. Lord, would you show that to me? I just don't want to take his word for it. Show it to me. And then show me that Christ was my substitute. Don't let me be like Cain was to go off mad as a hornet and won't have it, throw down, throw down everything and go out and hunt up his brother and kill him. Don't let me do that, Lord. Let me bow. Let me, let me bow at thy feet. Would you do that, Lord? If you will, he'll save you. Remember those words, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. The Lord is the Lord is long-suffering, my friend. How old are you today? You 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, 20, whatever? The Lord has kept you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy has followed you. But, my friend, the old trailblazer has got to go now. Would you remember my mailing address? It's the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Go there to my website, radiomissions.org, and uh, if you will, hit me with the broadcast. Tell someone else about the broadcast, and call your friends, and and, uh, write in here and get a Get a log of all of our stations. You might have friends living in some station, some city where they got the broadcast, and you'd like for them to hear. And if you would, call me, write me, and tell me that the Lord has saved you. Would you do that? I appreciate it. Goodbye, and God bless you.